How's it going, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Uptake. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Woo. Bringing you the fresh Clippers news five days a week. Hell yeah. Uh, we got some great news for you today. I mean, good news. Good news. It's exciting, you know. Uh, <laughs> a fully healthy Clippers roster is headed down to Oklahoma. Yes, or they over. are. I don't know where it is geographically. It's over, I think. Headed over to Oklahoma. Yeah. Take on the Thunder. I mean, we're it's a weird situation. Clippers are only three point favorites as of recording this, which feels borderline disrespectful. I mean, both games thus far have been close, notably missing key pieces. Though. Yeah, both times. Um, <laughs> three points is disrespectful. So we're going to preview that one, get into what we need to do well to win that one, as well as what could go wrong. And then, you know what? You probably love it. It's Twitter Tuesday. Yeah, if your question gets chosen, you probably do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, every single Monday, uh, we, uh, go ahead and send your questions to at Locked On Clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually send them anytime during the week. Don't don't be shy. Uh, yeah, we at, usually answer them more on Twitter, like not on Mondays, because we'll save the Monday ones for the show. But totally, we're answering questions. Yeah. Uh, if we like your question on a Monday and don't respond to it, that probably means it's going to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, it for sure means it's going to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> But also feel free to flow those out at, at float those out at Will Updike at Charles Mockler. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be getting into some shavings. There's some big news on Bomber in the form. <laughs> yeah, he's um, just going to buy the thing. Maybe I, this. I will say we're going to talk about the source sources and like I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a lot to unpack. So all that and more coming up right by now. So as we'll mention, the Clippers will be enjoying the pregame prayer that they do at every single Oklahoma City Thunder game. Uh, when you're listening to this on Tuesday night, Clippers come win on a four-game win streak. Thunder have won four out of five. Okay. That one loss being an absolute... Oh, that Bucks game was rough. I think uh, I think Donovan said they're not even going to even watch tape from that game. That's, that's not right. even a joke. I think he literally was like, we're not going to watch tape from that game. That's a rough go. Yeah, that's not good. Um... We've split the season series. Their yes. win coming when we were without Kawhi and Bev. Mm-hmm. Shea had 32 in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we're only three-point favorites. Does that feel disrespectful? I mean, I, I see it from the standpoint, I guess, of like both these games have been close. But just given the last four games, yeah, I like feel like it seems, it seems disrespectful. Gallo might be hurt, too. Yeah. He was out there last game. Um, I'm very disrespected by this three-point spread, and I take umbrage with Mr. Vegas for giving us this three-point spread. So you're, are you going to bet on the Clippers? Are you going to put your money where your mouth is and, and I bet don't, the Clippers? I actually the do spread? not. I don't bet on the Clippers. I mean, that's a fair. That's a, fair <laughs> a, it seems like a really bad idea. Kudos to anyone who's betting on Clipper spreads this year. It's, it's too emotional. It's too, too emotional. Much. B, I don't know. I like to, Maybe I think too highly of myself, but like if he asks the wrong pregame question, you're betting on the Clippers, that feels bad <laughs> all um, right so what could go wrong in this one the whistle goes only one way okay it's kind of an interesting one we're still number one in the league in free throw attempts yeah that's never going away i don't think <clears throat> no but the thunder are respectable number five they're averaging literally one less than we do pretty much oh wow. that's what separates one and five if their three guard lineup is able to make it seem like our big wings are defending them too physically, big wings. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I think the whistle could be our enemy early in this game. Yeah, our, we have so much more size than they do. They're running a three guard lineup. Our two is Kawhi. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I like that. It's I like hard that. to call those fouls well if you're the refs. I think. 
I think that we could have a little bit of a return to the regress to the means or possibly even below the means from a shooting perspective. Oof. Um, well, compared to the last two games, yeah, probably. For, compared to the last two games, for sure, we shot like 27% from three. Let me pull up that number. We shot 28% from three. Uh, the the in the win in, in the win yeah um and then in the loss we shot forty one percent but just you know like the the attempts weren't there and uh overall uh so I think that if if that if that shooting kind of slows I think that we could see the ball not moving as freely I think guys could, sure. could get frustrated and that's going to carry over obviously on the defensive side of things uh, what else do you think could go and maybe that. Side? The stickiness. The, I, I when guys get frustrated, they hold the ball. If shots aren't falling, <laughs> yeah. If shots aren't falling early, we're we're gonna be seeing a lot of turnaround fadeaway jumpers. Yeah, they also so <clears throat> they have the tenth ranked defensive rating, which kind of surprised me. That's not bad. Um, that's solid. That's good. Top ten. Uh, they haven't seen Kawhi yet, so I don't think like we scored. We were missing Shamit and Kawhi in our win. We only scored ninety. Uh, we scored one twelve in the loss without Bev and Kawhi. So I mean the team the this Thunder team has been a surprise all year. Mm-hmm. I th- I mean unless you're a Thunder fan, I don't think you had them doing this well this late. So I mean they could play some elite level defense against us, but it's just like it's like with the 76ers game, the top heaviness favors us. Yeah, which is why we won <clears throat> that game. Uh, one last thing that could go wrong is just. I, I guess it's just more aggression to the means, but yeah. <clears throat> the bench has been so incredible these last couple of games. I think we're about due for a, a game that people are going to be complaining about on Twitter. Okay, I like that. Uh, <laughs> and I think if you know if shots aren't really falling for those guys and they're not able to stagger Paul George with that second unit, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I think you know uh, I I do think that you know Dennis Schroeder could be an issue for this. Uh, bench unit to try and stop. Yeah, we're going to talk about the matchups because I think I had that exact same note written down because <laughs> guards who can get their own shot from the bench tend to give us trouble. Um, what we need to do well, we need to hit those boards. We can win this game inside. Yeah. Thunder averaged the 25th most rebounds in the league to our third. Nice. They don't really go for offensive board. It's boards at all ranking dead last in those. So those are not even a priority. Oh wow! Uh, they like to get for the they thunder. Like to get it back. seems like I would assume based on being dead last. They did out. Re- they did out rebound us in the in in that second. In Which the is loss. what's so weird. So they, there's some weird mystifying power of of out rebounding of out rebounding that the thunder have on us. Uh, but Bev having a good board game is going to go a long way to making this one like manageable. Mm-hmm. So we can maybe get some rest. And then Trez going against Adams is going to be key late because I'm assuming I like that. That Trez is going to be in late against Steven Adams if this is a close game. Trez played from the last through 36 of the third against the 76ers. Yes. Um, you, so know it, you know it's coming. You I know mean, it's coming. But Doc might switch it up because Adams is a traditional big. In the win, though, uh, Trez fared very well. He had he had 28 points. Yeah, he played great. Um, he, he was incredible. Even in the loss... Um, he he still had 18 points, 47% from the floor, which is not Trez level efficiency, but no. you know, pretty damn good. His free throw um, shooting's been good too, so I'm like, you know, yeah. He only got to the line three times too, so it's kind of like just going back to what you said, like if the whistle isn't going our way, <laughs> we got to take advantage of the line. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really difficult. Um, 
you have this note in here. I was thinking the same thing. Just moving the ball well. It's the the ball movement in that last game. Um, Thirty five assists looked beautiful. The last four games were averaging five higher than our season average. Nice. Which is, I mean, Doc always wants that. Like, I think it's fifty and thirty five rule or whatever. Like yeah. Fifty boards, thirty five assists were pretty much winning the game. Do you think that? Uh, who do you think is a bigger compliment to that? Do you think Morris or Reg? I think it's Reggie. Because he's helping Lou out too. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you can make an argument. You can make a strong argument either way. Uh, obviously, having another option on that that first unit does keep the ball from getting a little sticky. But I- I'd have to agree with you. I think that second unit it it just opens things up so much more mm-hmm. um, that it it keeps the ball moving a-, a lot more than we've seen. Yeah, so I think Reggie and Lou could both have some really good passing games. Definitely, the Thunder don't cause a lot of turnovers either. So like, there should be room to stretch them out. Um, that I guess that Reggie Jackson Lugo thing goes well under this. The new defensive bench vibes versus the lackluster OKC bench scoring. Okay. Uh, the Thunder are second to last in bench scoring. Yeah. Uh, when I checked. But Schroeder can score on his own. I was going to say, but Schroeder, I'm sure, is leading the way. He's averaging 19 points a game. And, yeah. you know, he's easily good for, you know, 30. Yeah. And, like, backup guards who can create their own shot and penetrate are kind of the kryptonite. Theoretically, for this Reggie Jackson, Lou Will backcourt. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But the defensive momentum's been there. So, yeah. like, if it carries over, we should be fine. And, and like I alluded to, you know, we have seen uh, when things are getting a little dire, they do they do stagger Paul George a little bit more mm-hmm. um, with that with that second unit, which, you know, we might have to do on this one. Yeah. What? Uh, and then you and I were kind of talking about the backcourts before we started. Bev versus CP3 and Kawhi versus Shea is what I have here. Because Kawhi's R2. <laughs> like, if we run the regular five, R2 is Kawhi. Well, I think he's the regular three. So PG's the two? I mean, I think so. I don't know. Just you from could, a size and defensive perspective, you, I'm like... You could definitely argue either yeah, one. Yeah, either one it. works. And yeah, and it's, you know, it's splitting hairs, really, the yeah. two or the three. Because, like, like, I'm assuming Bev's going to be on CP3. Um, I I like Bev on ball. Uh, yeah, I I think that that's I think that that's smart. He's also um, it's like one of the few matchups where Bev might have a little bit of a size advantage. Yeah, that's a really good. Call. Uh, so I I definitely like that. And then you know Shea is like their leading scorer, so I I would like you to would see think Kawhi. Kawhi would be on him, and Shea's not giving him anything he can't handle physically. Yeah, unless you put George on him. And yeah, you save Kawhi. <laughs> you save Kawhi to take maybe some Dort <laughs> or Gallo. I bet they put Morris on there because like they're yeah, just like just yeah, why not? Them. My thing with Bev and CP3 is interesting because you have Bev taking more of a command over Doc's playbook, uh-huh. and CP3, who I have to assume still knows everything that's in Doc's playbook, knows it better than Doc. He might, dude. <laughs> um, so Bev's de- decision making is a big thing in this one. Definitely. You know, like, I think, I hope we can kind of bounce back from if there's some early adversity, which the team has done well. Shout out to Shake Milton. Um, what's your prediction for this one? Um, I'm hoping it's higher higher scoring than that first one, tell you that. <laughs> I hope it's higher scoring than the second one, too. Um, I, I'd like to see us keep them, I'd like to see us keep them under 110. I'd like to see the defense a little... A little bit more locked oh, in. Yeah, maybe not a buck. A little bit more locked in, especially <laughs> maybe against not a, buck 30. A, especially against a team that doesn't have a whole lot of 
I mean, they have some they have some solid top level guys, Absolutely. but after that, it's, you know, uh, it thins out a little bit. So, no disrespect, OKC. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking we take this one. I'm gonna go one twenty one one oh seven or one oh eight. I like that. So like much sub- higher than the spread. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking almost fifteen plus fifteen. Way higher, yeah. Or minus fifteen. I how minus does it work? 15. Minus fifteen. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go. I understand nothing about betting. <laughs> Charles tells me about it every day because he's very into gambling right now, and I'm like, I still don't understand like the basics. You just gotta of it. pick the right spreads. <laughs> um, I I think the defensive momentum carries over. I think it maybe might not be 15 points. I think it's like 10, but I think it's like I think it's Clippers. Clippers 120. You know, let's go. Yeah, Thunder 108. Clippers 120, Thunder yeah, 108. A little bit less. Lock it in. Lock, yeah, lock it in. It's Charles Mockler's <laughs> lock of the week. Uh, <laughs> so, coming up next, we got some Twitter Tuesday for you. Oh, yeah. But, but first. But first, man. Folks, do you have any <laughs> plans yet for the spring? I have no plans this spring. I, <laughs> I am got neck nof- deep in nothing. I got nothing but free time this spring. Uh, <laughs> so, tell you what I'm going to do What's follow that? my favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. You know why? They got amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. 10 stadiums, 15 MOB teams, set beautiful 75 degree temperatures with all 10 stadiums in greater Phoenix within 50 miles of where you are. And you can meet the players and get autographs before games. Check out amazing restaurants and bars nearby, including tons of craft breweries like Four Peaks, Angel's Trumpet Ale House, and Goldwater Brewing Company. Enjoy live music from local and national artists and explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to musical instruments from around the world. And Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes and thrilling outdoor adventures. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities and quirky outposts. Hiking, biking, jeep tours, hot air balloons, skydiving, jet skiing, or just taking in a sunset. Oof. No matter what you love to do, Arizona has you covered. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket list like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. Oh my God, I love Tucson. It's great. (laughs) Uh, So plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Okay, welcome to Twitter Tuesdays. Hey. hey, it's sort of Tuesday. <laughs> Got a bunch of bench questions today. Again, you can send your questions to at Locked On Clips at Charles Mockler at Will Updike. We will answer them. Um, I guess we'll just get into these. Yeah, for Let's sure. Do it. Uh, Caleb <clears throat> Daniels asks, "Do you think the bench is helped defensively by having Jamichael play the center and Trezgard opposing power forwards? Obviously, it'd be matchup dependent, but Green seems more fundamentally solid on def- defense down low." i.e. doesn't always jump for the block, <laughs> boxes out well, etc. Very much like the polite shade I, at the end of this question. I Caleb. like the specifics, yeah. What do you think about this one? Um, I hadn't thought about this. No, I, I love this. Uh, we had Jamichael start at the center. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly there is some trust there, even from, uh, even from the organization. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I would be worried. I mean, I like that he put it matchup dependent, like a really, like, ball handling dominant four i don't even think if jamichael's at the four he would guard you know yeah. what i mean like i think we'd have we'd just switch that on to like Kawhi or something like that totally um i don't i still think maybe we should keep trez on the center 
center. I mean, unless Jermichael's pulling the center out of the paint. You know I, what I mean for the pick and roll? I agree with you. I'm not saying completely change it. Yeah. But I think definitely having Jermichael take some possessions, especially in those third, fourth quarter stretches where, where he is already playing so many minutes, maybe just taking on a little bit of like, I mean, we know the defense is already not great on that second unit. It doesn't get any better when people are tired. Maybe just taking <laughs> a few of those kind of like heavy, like heavy hitting possessions off of Trez's plate. Keeps him, yeah. keeps him a little bit fresh. For sure. Maybe not have him like stay in the corner, obviously, because I just wouldn't pay attention to it at all. No, but no. But like no. no, but I yeah, just defensively having Jamichael maybe maybe take on a, a couple harder possessions. Couple on, yeah, a couple more yeah. physical possessions. Yeah, yeah, like a spotty thing. Um obviously matchup dependent though. Yeah, and yeah. Caleb. Which, which, like which I like that Caleb said. Cause I because I immediately I just did this. I was like, oh well on offense that'd be weird. But if it's just on defense, yeah. I'm I think I'm fine with it. I like that idea. Yeah. I don't know if there's time for it though. There's always because you got to you know because then you got to get Trez up to speed on the power forward responsibilities on defense. Yeah, it just you depends. Know? And yeah, if it's I mean I feel like a lot more fours ideally do stretch the floor too, which I mean is not gonna be a good that that great of a match. It's not that great, but I don't know. Like I think it's almost like a toss up. Mm. Trez is quicker than Jamichael. Yeah, so I guess I like him. But if he's, but if he's like getting like, I'm just questioning if he has to cover that much more ground on defense, like running to the perimeter. Like, where's that leave him on offense? Yeah, and is that even giving him a break defensively? Yeah, that's true. You're just tiring him out even more, I guess. Um, Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Let us know what you think about that one. That's a really good question, Caleb. Um, UK Clipper fan Max Power with another Jamaica question. All right. Do the more settled lineups benefit Jermichael Green? Thought he looked great against the Sixers and far more impactful. I have to assume that the settled lineups help him because he has looked, he's gotten more time, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And he has shown flashes of what we fell in love from Jermichael last year. Yes. Not quite there consistently. Yes. But it's like kind of starting to look a little more like it could come together. Not that I thought it was lost before, but it was buttering a little hidden yeah, yeah, hidden is, yeah not lost it's just hidden obscured and you don't know where it is at all <laughs> um yeah I, I i think that not having the sliding due to injury lineup yeah um, which we just don't have even when everyone's healthy yeah <laughs> which is great uh will definitely help um yeah we i mean we've even gotten to see some minutes with jamichael uh, at the four next to Morris at the five with more of the starters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious, man. I'd, I'd love to check. I'd love to see a little bit more of that. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to check out and see what that looks like. Um, so yeah, I, I would think that it would benefit Jamichael. I, I think, um, I, I think just having a fully ro- healthy roster is going to help just because it, he does get some opportunity minutes to overlap with the starters before doc was pretty adamant on keeping him on that bench unit especially when we were down guys because if jamichael's not out there um you know pre-regging everything there's no space there's there's just not any space with the ball in loose hands um, yeah, yeah, and, with the and ball no, in the hand specifically. And, and no shooters. Yeah. Um, there's just there's there's and zero Sham's space. There, he's the only guy, so it's like there's the guy. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but with injuries, Sham generally yeah, moves up. So sure. it's like, you know, um yeah, I do think it was <laughs> long answer short, I do think it will benefit him for sure. 
I hope he gets back to even just kind of close to what he was last year in the playoffs. Ability-wise. I mean, we know the ability's there, but I think this comfort, we've got this streak of wins and of health, which I'm not sure if that's related, but I'm sure it's very strongly correlated. Um, <laughs> so I hope it keeps up. Corey DiBiase asks if we're going to sign Joe Kim Noah before the season ends. I don't think so. He's been available for a very long time. Supposedly looking good in workouts. Supp- <laughs> Tom Keeley's what? I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen any hoodie Yo Kim videos, so I'm not sure to believe 100% yet. Um, but no, he's, like, he, he's been there. He's been available. My he thing, was going to work out or whatever. Like I also got, kind of got caught up in like the one open roster spot. There's like 12 NBA teams that have at least one open We were talking about spot. this. It felt like it, like the only teams, and obviously because we only really like Clippers, 98% of was what I look at online. But totally. it really it, it didn't feel like that anyone else was talking about open roster spots other than us and the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I think Denver has two. That's crazy. Yeah. So like <clears throat> there's just a reason he's not signed. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't by a think contender by a team with who needs veteran whatever like there's a health reason, and I don't think the presence of a spot um, really makes a need to make any sort of move. Um, it's not the it's not the front office's way, especially when you think about the the rotations shrinking down to ten guys probably yeah. right. Um, I don't see anybody available on the buyout market that would knock he was gonna ten, go that, yeah that would knock any of the 10 out of the rotation right already now. out of it patterson's already out of it yeah for playoffs you know like, what i mean i don't think that acquisition is out there i don't think it is either if things stay like they are if yeah i mean assuming barring, all barring yeah, yeah barring you know i don't want it yeah i don't know if i want that um Jeremy Walters, a.k.a. Bieber Fever 2007. Okay. It feels like that might be kind of a valuable handle. I like it. I'm being honest. Wants to know how he can convey to his friends that Reggie Jackson is an important glue guy to the Clippers bench. Show them Lou Will's efficiency stats from the last four games. Yeah, his um his, his shooting percentages haven't dipped below 40 Show him the almost triple-double in 19 minutes or whatever it was. Show the block. Uh, yeah. The block at the half in that Sixers game. There's a, if your friends don't like Reggie Jackins, you need to get new friends. Um, show. He just he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a beefy he's a beefy dude in the lane too. He's yeah. like he's stouter than I guess I thought he was. Definitely, I want to know what they don't like about Reggie Jackson because I haven't really seen a lot of people say bad things about Reggie Jackson. I mean, I know yes, he can be a ball hog when things are going poorly, and maybe sometimes when things are going well. I think also. He, uh, thinks they're gonna he wants to make them go poorly but for all up to this point he's been great yeah i think also you know maybe if he was your starting point guard um yes you 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 might have some more you might have some more issue um i think that he's been great in his role and maybe that's what i would say is i mean you said that he's an important glue guy and i think that you hit that's it yeah you hit the nail right on the head he's paul george's like best friend yeah (laughs) yeah he's he's great in this role uh if we know anything about this team they're great at identifying what a player's role is and then maximizing it. Yeah. So they're like how Kanye used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, RIP. RIP. Yeah. Um, playoff question from DJ Gaming HD wants to know it's looking like we're either going to be the second or third seed in the standings. As it stands, would you either match up with Dallas, OKC, or the Jazz? Who do you think is the better first round matchup? Hmm. I want OKC in a seven game series in the first round because that, like, we're fine. 
out of these three teams, that's the most like I just don't think they have the legs. They definitely don't have the ten guys. I want to avoid the Mavs at all costs. Oh, really? I disagree. Really? I'm fine with They're the Mavs. They're too big. I'm fine with the Mavs. I'm fine with the Mavs. I'm fine with the Jazz. Uh, Is OKC your least desired? Maybe just because Chris Paul in a playoff series in the first round is not my favorite. He's not. He's usually not very. Yeah, that's fair. In first round? First round, yeah. 2015? Like, <laughs> I know, but but then it's like, that's 20, you know, like, I just, maybe they get like a game on us. I may be flying a little too close to the sun, but <laughs> they'd maybe get a game on us. I none think. of these teams scare me in the first round. The Jazz, because they have Rudy Gobert. Nope. And sometimes because Doc can't nope. learn they, about how to defend <laughs> Gobert. I know, but. Gobert will block 10 shots and Doc's like, you just got to keep going at him. <laughs> I know, but then they like will struggle to score. No, I and know that. Super struggle to score with both Kawhi and Paul George locked in defensively. Yeah, so then because OKC doesn't have really anything that the Jazz or Dallas does, I don't see how they'd be a, a feared as like more feared. You know what I'm saying? Like OKC doesn't have a one player who can destroy us, whereas Dallas and Gala. the Jazz. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Whereas Dallas and the Jazz almost have two guys each. Yeah, I don't know, man. I these are oh, oh, I, I see what you're saying. I guess OKC seems maybe a little friendlier. I think I would rather match up. Narrative with, wise, OKC is a nightmare. <laughs> I, I, I think I would rather match up with Dallas probably of these three. Um, yeah, I, I would probably rank it Dallas, Jazz, OKC. But with my like level of worry at the highest being maybe a four. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Xavier Dawson, real quick. We got two more of these. Predict the starting lineup for the Clippers in the playoffs. I'm going to say the first game of the playoffs is going to be exactly what it is now. Unless catastrophe strikes, we end up playing the Rockets in the first round, in which case we'll have a small ball. I don't think any changes are made in the first round. Unless we, yeah, unless we catastrophically play the Rockets. Yeah, um, that's a good call. <laughs> like, if that somehow happens, if that no nightmare scenario somehow happens. Yeah, so it would be Bev, Kawhi, PG, Morris, Zoo. Yeah. Like, right? Then real quick, Matt Marquise, purveyor of the Elite Wayfarer Hotel downtown, Gave us a bit of a brutal question. What are the chances the Lakers sign Jamal Crawford and he daggers us in the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> oh, man. I love this. Uh, very, very low. I said I hope they're low. <laughs> I think they're low. I think they might sign Deion Waiters, which he might dagger us too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like... I, I think that we're safe uh, from Jamal. Uh, it would be... I think so much time has passed. I I really don't see him getting picked up. I don't. I don't. He's been. He's another guy where it's like they've been there. I was talking to one of the Hawk scouts that was there during Jamal's time, and he was he was obviously like an older dude. And uh, Hawks I was, or Suns? Hawks. Hawks. Uh, and he was like, you know, we we like Jamal, love Jamal. He's just too old and can't shoot anymore. <laughs> so what's he doing? Uh, I think that's fair. Let us know uh, your questions on Tuesdays at Locked on Clips, at Charles Michael, at Wolf. Like that has been Twitter Tuesdays. Coming up after this, we're talking Balmer buying the four. Balmer buyout, baby. <laughs> yeah, so this is Balmer's buyout season. I guess you nailed that. Balmer is going to buy the forum. I mean, so he can make way for the Clippers arena. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to say this. Okay. It's an unnamed source. You hope that he burns it down and okay, I <laughs> pisses don't on all. the ashes. An unnamed source said Clippers owner Steve Ballmer's in negotiations with the owners of the forum to purchase it. No one else has said anything. 
Wasn't this reported by the Times, though? It was, and I just directly quoted the first sentence, which is, an unnamed source has Clippers owner Steve Ballmer's in negotiations with the owners of the forum. They didn't say to purchase it. They said to purchase the forum. But so you like, tell me you don't trust the LA Times. I do trust LA Times, but I'm like, this. if this is a real, if this is a source thing, they wanted it leaked, obviously. Yeah. Because something tells me that neither of these organizations has leaks. Um, so Ballmer needs the stadium land. So he's just going to buy this damn thing that's in the way. Dolan is Interesting strategy. If you, I guess if you can do it. Here's an interesting... I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory. Dolan is possibly trying to buy the network that shows the Nets, which is SNY, to merge it with the MSG network and make a giant conglomerate. That purchase might include a piece of the team, and there's this theory that he might need the money from this to help that purchase. Cooperman is very upset about it. Um... <laughs> Okay. So like our, our named uh, name source. Yeah. I mean are you cool with this? Like what is I didn't realize this was what was in the way. Like if buying the forum was in the way the whole time, why didn't he just buy the forum? Yeah, if that was an option. I so my thing is is like And like the forum means nothing to the Lakers and Kings anymore. Yeah. As a as a human being and as a It makes me it as like a middle class. Ex- like it makes me kind of sick. Uh, throwing more money at, on top of a billion dollars, uh, yeah, it, it makes my stomach hurt. But giving James Dolan more money <laughs> makes yeah, my stomach hurt. Yeah, but it you know it it makes sense I guess from a from a wanting from a billionaire move from a billionaire move and Ugh. and Bomber is really so driven and set on this thing. Um, yeah, driven not given, you know. Driven to buy billion-dollar pieces of land. Not having those land given to you. <laughs> so, like, I mean, the forum was a church. It was a concert venue. Yeah, so I guess that's the big thing, right? I, I mean, I think a lot of Clippers fans out there uh, would think that a lot of hate would be coming our way. I, it, I, think, it, that for, I think it would. The city of Los Angeles, uh, overall, the majority would not be very happy. Twitter would be horrible. Uh, Will be horrible. With the Clippers. Yeah. Um, well, then we're gonna. Then we can just be like, "Well, it's actually James Dolan's fault." And then everyone will be like, "Well, okay, we're fine with that." Touche, salesman. Right? I don't know. It's weird. I hope if they tear it down, like a community space goes in there. Oh, baby, extra parking. Ha- oh no! Now you're on the billion. <laughs> now you're staying the billionaire side. We're gonna talk about this on another hundred dollar pod- parking, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about this on another episode. But the Clippers do this thing that a lot of sports teams do, where they're like. We're blue cop. We're doing, you know what I mean? Put like, your hard hat on, or folks. No, put your hard hat on. You know, team of people in the back. Blah, blah. And like, yeah, the players, definitely. But we're talking about our billionaire owner buying <laughs> a landmark to get the new state. It just feels a little weird. It's just a little murky. I also say buy the damn thing. <laughs> I will say that. Um, anything else in shavings? Uh, no, we're, we're about at time. We're about at time. Thank you for hanging out. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Wednesday's episode, we're going to have a, ho- a recap of the hopeful more than three-point victory over the Thunder. <laughs> You're mad about this line. I'm fear- I'm calling Dr. Bovada right after I get off this. <laughs> we're going to have what you say Wednesday, so look out for that poll out on uh, Twitter. You can vote on it even if you're not look. on Twitter, at LockedOnClips. R.I.P. Left Eye. Um, <laughs> then, of course, whatever else happens to you now and then in Clipperland, please rate, subscribe. Right. Find us on <laughs> iTunes, Google Pods. Uh... Spotify? Deezer. Deezer. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. I'm William the Opinion Update. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you.